Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Have you seen the black-eyed kids? And what happens when you let them into your house? Well, I'm about to tell you what one woman in Vermont says happened to her when she allowed them into her house, and it's not good. And... Before I get into that, I do have, however, some good news, and that is there will be Finding Your Magic 2, the biggest, most exciting, engaging, life-changing event this year, I guarantee you. There will be Finding Your Magic 2 in Las Vegas this spring and I'm getting the details finalized but you know in 2018 I produced the original Finding Your Magic event and it was I cut it off at 100 people and we had just a wonderful group of people from all over the country and the world for that matter and it was it was very intimate we were hands-on we got to do a great workshop we got to do experiments and so I had set it up to do 12 finding your magics because there are 12 different personality types 12 or maybe 13 you know something like that that was my original goal to at least do 12 where we focus on different abilities every single time and I was going to do one last year 2019 but I wasn't able to due to my hectic travel schedule but this year I've made the time, and uh, I'm telling you, sometime in late May of 2020, we are going to have our Finding Your Magic 2, and I'll be uh, announcing the, the dates and more specifics probably tomorrow, I'm thinking, um, but go ahead and plan on that, okay? Go ahead and plan on being in Las Vegas late May of 2020 and one of the great things about this is it's going to be a little less structured than it was last time because last time I got a room block at a hotel and everybody had to stay there but I had a lot of people who wanted to attend who live in the area and they said well I don't need to stay in a hotel you know so this time I have I've, I've, I've made it more flexible, more malleable for different people's uh, situations. And it's and, and if you buy your ticket early on, it's going to cost less than it did for the original Finding Your Magic. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have just as many, if not more, surprises and fun stuff for you. But if you are going to buy a ticket, you want to do it early on. So anyway, if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, go to this website, youwillmanifest.com, youwillmanifest.com, and you can watch a video and you can learn more about the Finding Your Magic system that I created. And you'll see why the first one was such a big hit. We have video footage of the first one there. And then, of course, you will be able to imagine what Finding Your Magic 2 is going to be like. But go ahead, do whatever you have to do, 
reserve late May of 2020 so that you are able to enjoy Las Vegas, beautiful time of year, finding your magic too. All right. So that said, let's get back to the black-eyed kids. Now, I'm bringing this up just because that recently I have seen a buzz on the internet about people saying they've seen black-eyed kids. And if you go to Wikipedia and you just read what Wikipedia says about black-eyed children, here's what it says. Black-eyed children or black-eyed kids are a contemporary legend of a supposed paranormal creature or creatures that supposedly resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. So... They kind of pop up when you don't expect them, right? They're on they're on the doorstep, or they they appear in the in the parking lot, or on the sidewalk, or you know that kind of thing. And so they throw you off guard immediately when you see them. And then it goes on to say, as the history, the official Wikipedia history here, it says while tabloid coverage of these creatures has claimed that tales of black-eyed children have existed since the 1980s most sources indicate that the legend originated from 1996 postings written by a texas reporter named brian bethel on a quote ghost related mailing list relating to alleged encounters with black-eyed kids uh, Bethel stories have become regarded as classic examples of creepy pasta and gained such popularity that he published an FAQ quote just to keep up with the demand for more info about the new urban legend end quote so this guy is saying hey you know I, I kind of created this whole thing and yet apparently they're saying that there were reports going back to the 1980s. I don't know. I mean, like, is anything really original? I mean, you might think you have an original idea, but how do you know? Uh, You experience things in life. You process things in life. You remember things in life. They get stuck in the back of your head, and somehow or other, they come out. It's kind of like, you know, I used to compose a lot of music. And I had a music teacher who warned me. She was kind of a bitter lady. She warned me, be careful when you're composing music because you might subconsciously just be creating music that you've heard somewhere. Because I used to listen to a lot, a lot of classical music especially. And, uh, you know, it's easier to sort of pin it down if you're just copying some kind of pop song or whatever. But it's much more difficult to figure out whether or not you are processing some classical moment, you know, from classical movement. So I don't know. But let's just say, what if, what if it's true? We have these black-eyed kids running around. 
So there is a website here called weekinweird.com. Weekinweird.com. And they have uh, a story about what happens when you let the black-eyed children inside your house. There's a little headline here. I let the black-eyed children inside my house. Okay. Now, this is based upon an email that came in. So, take it for what you will. I'm doing this podcast because I'm hoping to get some original fresh reports from you, those of you who listen to this podcast. So, that said, let me tell you what this lady said, supposedly, from weekendweird.com. She said, I live just outside of a rural town in Vermont. It's a tight-knit community where everyone knows one another and people don't lock their doors at night. There has never been any need to. A little over a year ago, I woke up because I heard a loud banging on my front door. At the time, my husband and I lived in a small home on a dirt road just off the rural route into town. It was the middle of a snowstorm, and nearby hills get very slippery in the snow, so I thought that someone might have been in an accident or broken down. It's happened before. When I looked out the window, I could see that out, uh, I guess she meant probably our, see that our motion spotlight was on. I could see that there were footprints in the snow that had come from our road and into our driveway, but there was no car anywhere. The snow was still covering the road, and no one had driven on it for at least a couple hours. Our front door was obscured from the window, but I could see that someone was standing there. I wasn't sure what to think, so I woke up my husband to feel safer. I was telling him what was going on, and there was a banging on the door uh, that started again, and my husband went to answer while I stood in the hallway. So, by the way, folks, this is an email, so it's a little choppy, and I think the people at weekendweird.com have tried to shape it up a little bit. Anyway, when he opened the door, there were two children standing in the snow looking toward the ground. Uh, A boy and a girl could not have been more than eight years old. They were dressed strangely and had odd haircuts. The girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked almost like a bowl cut. They weren't dressed for winter, and my first thought was that they must have been Mennonite children. But as far as I know, there was never a large community of Mennonites near us. Thinking back on it, I know that my normal reaction to seeing the children in a snowstorm would have been to rush them inside and bundle them up with some blankets and hot cocoa, but that's not how this felt. The children were very unnerving. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. My husband looked at me like, what do I do? And I asked the kids where their parents were. Quote, uh, 
They'll be here soon, is all they said. It was around 2 o'clock in the morning at this point, so the only reasonable thought in my head was that there must have been an accident where these kids got lost. Uh, as much as my instincts told me not to bring them inside, I did anyway. I went to the kitchen, made them some cocoa, while my husband took them into the living room, and while I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to the kids, and he was asking them if they were okay, where they came from, how far they walked, if their parents call uh parents car was broken down th- you know things like that but they always just answered our parents will be here soon they spoke in a sing songy voice now let's pause for a minute for what does that mean our parents will be here soon is that what she's talking about our parents will be here soon i mean like that's all i can come up she says going back to the the account here they weren't afraid to be in a stranger's home at all i started to notice that our cats we had four were all hiding except pigeon who was in the kitchen with me normally our cats are very curious and friendly and we have to be careful they don't run out the door when we leave well this time none of them even tried to see who was here which i thought was very strange all the hair on pigeon's neck was standing up and his tail was puffed up while he looked in the living room when i bent down to pet him and see what was wrong he hissed and started growling and backed up until he had himself under the kitchen island and i've never seen him do that before when i walked back into the living room the kids were sitting on the couch as still as can be but my husband was holding his head in his hands i asked him what was wrong and he said he felt very dizzy all of a sudden but he was fine i turned back to the children to give them their cocoa but when they looked at me i gasped it took everything inside of me not to drop the mugs and even run away when they looked at me their eyes were completely black they had no whites just giant black pupils and when they saw that i was scared they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom i tried to be as composed as i could and showed them down the hall they went into the bathroom together and i hurried back to my husband to ask him if he had seen their eyes well he had seen them too and said that it looked like his brother's badly bruised eyes after a car accident we were in the middle of talking about whose children they could be when my husband's nose started to bleed now he'd never had nosebleeds as long as i'd known him and i just knew inside myself that this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom and i started crying and i got to uh, i ran to get my husband some tissues that's when the power went out i heard my husband yell my name from the living room and as i started to walk back through the hallway i stopped dead in my tracks the two children were standing at the end of the hallway they were not moving and i have never been so scared in my whole life they just stood there in the dark after what felt like forever the boys said 
our parents are here and they walked to the door opened it and walked out leaving it wide open my husband jumped up to go close and uh, almost fell over we looked out the window and saw two men standing by a black car idling at the end of our driveway the men looked like they were wearing black colored suits and were very tall at least six feet when my husband waved at them they just stared at us got in the car and drove off our power came on about a half an hour later but nothing was the same after that over the next few months three of our cats went missing we can only assume that they ran away somewhere and never came back, but the worst thing was coming home to find Pigeon and a puddle of blood on the living room floor. He looked like he'd been vomiting blood, and the vet told us he had some kind of hemorrhage. After my husband's nosebleeds became a regular occurrence, we went to see a doctor. He didn't know what to make of it other than, quote, dry nasal passages, but my husband was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. When the doctor asked us if he used tanning beds, we both thought he was joking, but apparently this kind of melanoma is linked to overuse of indoor tanning. The doctors think he will recover, but don't understand how it got so bad so quickly. My husband has never worked an outdoor job and spends relatively little time in the sun since we let the black-eyed kids inside our home i've also suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds on a regular basis i've had other issues which i won't mention here but trust me when i tell you that i'm suddenly in the worst condition of my life and no one can do anything about it i know that all of this is because i let the black-eyed children into my home We've told everyone we could about the strange kids that showed up that night, but no one else saw them, and some laugh at how scared we were of the, quote, Mennonite kids, but we know what we saw. I wish my husband had never opened the door. Feel free to publish this as a warning to others about the black-eyed kids. My advice would be to lock your doors call the police and wait for morning don't make the same mistake I did okay um that is quite a story right so I you know I started this podcast by saying well the official version is well this is just an urban legend some guy is taking credit for making this up and then we have stuff like this which again was published at weekandweird.com so I, I'm saying like I don't know I don't know what to believe about this and so I am asking you to email me if you have had any kind of an experience with the so-called black-eyed kids or something similar that's the best thing that i can do with the power of this podcast we have tons of people listening all around the world 
My email address is contact at joshuapwarren.com. Contact at joshuapwarren.com. And you can let me know. You can let me know. So who knows? We'll see. But speaking of joshuapwarren.com, if you are not a subscriber to my free e-newsletter, you should be. It takes two seconds, and I will keep you updated on what I learn regarding you know questions like this that I toss out there and also I'll let you know ASAP when I get the details regarding finding your magic 2 and um, which at least I know it's going to be late May in Las Vegas Nevada and if you don't know what that is again go to youwillmanifest.com youwillmanifest.com All right, my friends, that's it for this particular podcast. My website is joshuapwarren.com. Go there, click the link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Always short, always free, commercial-free, independent, uncensored. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren at Joshua P. Warren and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So that is it for today's podcast at least this particular one. I might give you an update later. We'll see. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious and I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>